Welcome to another edition of What's Next. It's uh, it's a great to be chatting to a man who's heading up an organization that's been around for a long time. Certainly in my lifetime, I've dealt with him uh, with a pager, a mobile phone, copiers and faxes. I'm talking about Nashua, and it's great to welcome Barry Fento, who's the CEO of Nashua. Barry, if I uh, stand to be corrected, you guys are more than four decades old. That's correct. How are you doing, Aki? Very Thanks good, for, thank you. Good to yes, chat to you. Correct. It's about 47 years this year. Oh, okay. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's certainly a long time and it's a, it's a crazy time that we're living in if you had to go back in time. And I'm sure that Nasha has seen interesting challenges, but nothing like COVID-19 uh, that's brought the world to its knees, basically, and forced us all to think out of the box. So firstly, as the CEO of Nasha, um, how has COVID-19 treated you? I imagine that you've been running your company remotely for a large portion of the lockdown time and dealing with your customers remotely. Can you paint us a picture of Nasha, your personal life, your customers? How's it been for you guys? Yes, yeah, sure. So maybe to start at a, at a personal, from a personal experience, um, you know, and, and for me, the, the, the first thing that the, the children of South Africa feel the most for and I think they've lost quite a bit in, in terms of, of lost life experiences. And then from a learning point of view, it's, it's really been to find the balance between the work life and the personal life. You know, there's, there's suddenly no more boundaries. And um, I think yeah. as, as, as people, we've got a lot to learn in terms of respecting people's time and boundaries. And then further to find new innovative ways of, of how to keep people you know, involved, how to, to really manage remotely with different styles and approaches. I think the traditional way of do, doing it is, 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 is long gone. And I think the new normal will set new challenges for us in that space. But just from a, a, a culture point of view, um, you were talking about Nasha. I mean, it was very early in the, in the initial lockdown where we, we, we soon realized that people requires social interaction. And, you know, people want to feel part of something. They want to understand what is going on. Uh, so we started enabling platforms such as Microsoft Teams. And then we complemented that with something like a platform like such as WhatsApp for instant messaging, for trying to send some tips and, and tricks in terms of how to deal with these uncertain times, how to deal with anxiety and the stress that people also face suddenly in their personal lives. And then in terms of training for management and how do you start managing remotely i mean yesterday you had the team in the meeting room tomorrow everyone is remote and you had to start managing online um, in real time so that posed some challenges uh, but it, it, it's really around the engagement and the involvement and, and keeping people um, informed as to what's going on and, and i think that's been that's been the, the biggest drive for us was was the safety of our people and the engagement with them as well you know, it's so interesting you take you say that, you know, um, many of the CEOs that I talk to um, have said something similar to you because uh, a lot of people had these, all of a sudden, everybody started working remotely and people kind of forgot that, you know, there was staff out there and you kind of lost connection. People felt alienated. And I think that what you touched on now on t in terms of company culture is very, very interesting. So good on you for, for having that as uh, the top of mind awareness within your organization. Your customers must have been an interesting one because you, you guys are a franchise. You've got 
customers all over the place. And of course, you've mentioned that your business has evolved a lot. So it's not just uh, you do, you're not just doing copiers, for example, and, and, and printing and that sort of stuff. You've got customers doing all sorts of things. So how did that work uh, running that remotely? So we were fortunate enough that, that very early in, in 2020, we started planning um, you know, for these type of situations as and when it, it's going to happen because it was a bit of an uncertainty. Um, we were classified as an essential service provider in supporting our customers through this period. I mean, we had a lot of customers in logistics. We've got customers in the medical field that had to continue with operations. And therefore, we started working with them to help them operationalize their staff to work from home and or remotely through providing bundled solutions and bundled offerings in terms of, of what the requirements were. But on top of that, um, very interesting that came about was the PPE equipment that everyone got involved in, but for us was thermal solutions in preparing the workplace um, oh. from a proactive um, perspective in terms of the scanning, the access control and, and the censoring to make sure that people are healthy and fit to, to enter these environments because that was quite and still is quite an important concept. And then from a trends perspective, I mean, we had to adopt as a team to things like video and collaboration 24-7 on different platforms, Teams, Zoom, etc. And then from a servicing and, and, and selling point of view, sales team's point of view, was how do we engage customers remotely? How do we have those conversations and continue the relationships remotely, which was interesting. And towards the end, I would say level three, we started dealing with a very different concept, and that was our customers' premises being locked overnight, you know, where they had to go and sanitize, and then 20, 48 hours later, they're operational again. So you had wow. to deal with all these different dynamics and find ways in terms of, of business continuity, which was both challenging, interesting, and but I, I think we, we're getting there, and, and we all need to, to know how do we build into this new normal, wherever it's going to land, I don't think anyone knows. No, no. And I mean, you're talking, you're talking resilience and agility over there, which is uh, insane. You know, this, just the unpredictability of this whole thing. But I read something that uh, Nasha talks about the, 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 the low touch economy. What do you mean by the low touch economy? So we've been working uh, uh, quite a few months before COVID, and it, it wasn't because of COVID. It was really in how do we how do we take our service delivery to the next level? How do we get more efficient? And how do we, you know, having to to enter customers' premises less frequently? So we started developing our own IoT platforms that enables proactive servicing, um, which monitors the health of the different equipment, be it a smart or non-smart device. You know, self-healing concepts in terms of the the PC or the server, or, or even the, the the DVR from a from a surveillance perspective, and then yes. complement that with some asset management for the SME. I mean, that's something that 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 really adds value to their businesses. But then during COVID, we we managed to implement no-touch signing solutions for our deliveries to customer, as well as incident closures. And then um, lastly, Aki, which something I would like to mention is. We implemented for ourselves workflow and electronic signature solutions to continue with the, the, the business. And we very quickly learned, obviously the customers has got the same requirement. So in terms of how do we digitize and implement workflows from a continuity perspective, together with signing solutions that enables them to continue signing contracts, signing invoices without having to engage face-to-face, -face, which helps with, with, with that 
that easy uh, continuation of the, the environment. So it sounds to me like your 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 developers and your organization has really been adapting quite a bit over the last couple of years. You, you mentioned earlier um, uh, something about you know the, the different workplace and and different workplace solutions, for example. Um, t tell us about this this approach of of you providing these services. Um, and essentially, what you're wanting to do here is you want to make businesses work smarter, right? We would like to make businesses work smarter and the, the way we, we went about it, the strategy initially started as a total office provider and we very soon realized, you know, it needs to be more flexible and agile because um, people work from anywhere that nowadays, not just because of COVID. I mean, people could work from a mug and bean, they work from home, people are traveling all the time through regions as well as um, countries. So the, the question was, how do we enable them to do that through the computing device, connectivity, and, and soon thereafter, we realized it's actually bigger than that, is let's secure the environment through surveillance solutions. We can extend the surveillance solutions into the fleet. Um, and then on top of that is, is providing the voice, the connectivity, and the latest development that we've had is to complement that with business continuity services in alternative energy. You know, and all these, all these products and solutions connects to to the internet which which really integrates into the cloud making it possible um, to remote service and and continue to support the low touch or no touch um, economy that we we are all talking about which is very exciting for us no it's it's interesting you mentioned you know, I just talked to people and it's, it's amazing that people working remotely there's like two of the big things that they have that they have a concern with I mean the technology is number one. Connectivity doesn't seem to come up very highly as it would have, say, five years ago. I think we've kind of done that. But, you know, things like chairs and, and monitors, that they want a more comfortable chair and another monitor, for example. But the energy solutions that you touched on, I think, um, you know, um, uh, when we've had these uh, energy and electricity problems with Eskom, and yeah. uh, that's been a big challenge, hasn't it, for, for, for many customers continuing their businesses. How do you guys get around that? It's been a major challenge, I think, for all businesses, and I think especially during COVID, if you look at the lost productivity due to load shedding at people's homes. I didn't want I mean, to mention that swear word, but oh. seeing that you've mentioned the swear word load shedding, please go ahead. <laughs> you know, you lose two to three hours per person just in productivity. So the solutions we've designed again or, or partnered with is, is again scalable. So we, we start with small battery backup solutions in, in UPS to bigger battery solutions, and we extend that into proper um, off-grid PV solutions, you know. So, depends on your requirement and your need. It's, it's initially to, to ensure continuity through the initial lockdown periods. And then if you want to extend it into off-grid solutions, we will work with you and we'll scale that into that environment for you. So, very so exciting. We're, we're, Barry, where are you playing at the moment uh, in terms of your customer base? I mean, you, you talk about the franchise, you've got people and, and you've got organizations all over the place um, and yet you're offering these solutions uh, these total workspace solutions to continue yeah. their business continuity so which sector of the market are you going for the big guys small medium-sized businesses where are you playing so our focus is is predominantly in the SME market um, and and we like to say that we provide enterprise grade services to the SME market um, and and the reason we say that we'll we'll start working with you as a one-man business and grow with you and scale with you up to a 500,000 man business. And, and the solutions we offer 
is really at enterprise grade, um, not only because of the solutions, but the partner selection, and we can service them with our amazing franchise um, channel that we've got spread across the, the environment. So these solutions aren't designed for small-scale businesses, but we certainly offer them to those, to those small companies, and we would like to partner with them and enable them to grow into bigger, bigger um, enterprise-type environments, if, if possible. I mean, you mentioned things like AOT. I, I would imagine you, you you cover things like big data analytics, for example. I mean, if you look at the cloud, I mean, you were talking now about uh, Teams and, and all of these different platforms. Imagine if this happened, I don't know, five years ago when the cloud wasn't as mature as it is now. Uh, it would have been a different story. So I, I imagine that cloud is very much in your strategy as well. Cloud is definitely part of our strategy, and I think any any IT player today has got it part of their strategy, but also businesses out there. You know, cloud from not only a flexibility point of view, but understanding, you know, when you talk about big data, really understanding the data that we've that you've got available and how do you utilize that in order to grow and build your business going forward. Now, if yeah. it wasn't for these type of technologies, I think COVID COVID would have been an absolute tragedy um, because we wouldn't have been able to operate in this manner. Don't even want to think about it, Barry. Uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting about you talk about Nasher and how old. I mean, Nasher is more than four decades old, um, and it's interesting to watch you guys evolving. I mean, I've been to your building, I've seen the development teams that you've got. You've got some very smart people working there, um, and it's interesting to see how you guys are moving into the ICT space. Where, where do you see it going in the next three to five years? Where do you see Nashua evolving even further? Yeah, so Aki, I'm not going to talk about the actual products or solutions, but our vision is really to be the ICT partner of choice within the SME market. I mean, as I said, we pride ourselves in providing enterprise-grade services to to this specific SME market, and we'll continue to build on our brand promise of saving you time, saving you money, and putting you first. You know, and, and we'll continue to build relationships through the channel, understand your requirements, and build scalable solutions for your specific needs. You got to do that properly, saving you time, <laughs> saving you, putting That's you really first. Well, was it Orson Welles that did that video for you guys? That's a, an extraordinary, extraordinary uh, memory you just brought back. And just talking about that um, and the evolution, I, I spoke about pages, but I was just thinking now about fax machines. I met somebody the other day who still uses a fax machine. Do you have customers that are still using fax machines? Yes, I think I mentioned to you earlier, we've probably got about 2,000 customers still making use of standalone fax machines. And then we still have a requirement as part of the, the MFP environment where people still insist on fax as a module to the environment. And, you know, today when you deal with some of the, the legal teams in the enterprise space, they still require the fax. They, they don't accept mm. the, um, the email or the image to be sent through. So very interesting. Um, when I when I moved to Nasha across from from Nasha Mobile, I was amazed to, to see the number of faxes still out in the market. That's extraordinary. <laughs> That's extraordinary. Very interesting times we're living in. Um, what's been your aha moment during this lockdown period? Have you had a revelation? Uh, I know you you mentioned a lot about how you worked with your teams, for example. Um, what what's what's the one thing that has stood out for you? during this lockdown period. As a business leader, maybe something that you've learned that you thought, ah, interesting. I've had two aha moments, Aki. The initial one was when we first utilized the, the Microsoft Teams, as well as Zoom platforms, 
you know, at a global scale where we had hundreds of people in one session without yes. any interaction, we could get the message through. For me, that was really showed the scalability of mm. these environments and the possibilities that you could achieve if utilizing them correctly. The second one was around the resilience of our people. You know, not, not only national staff, but the market out there, the South African community, the, the, the people globally, in terms mm. of what can be achieved. And if you look at the positive mindsets of people coming out of this, it's, it's just been absolutely amazing. And because it's, it's been difficult, tough times. But yeah. you know, people survive and people make a plan and, and, and people drive hard to get out of this. And that for me has been absolutely fantastic to see. Ah, just awesome inspirational stuff. Uh, Barry Fenter, the CEO of Nashua, thank you so much for joining us. Wishing you guys every success um, and interesting times that we are living in and you guys certainly adapting. Um, and, and I guess we're never going to ba go back to the way things were before. I mean, uh, many of these changes that you've been talking about are here to stay for good. So we wish you and Nashua all the very best. Thank you for your time, Barry. Thank you, Aki. Same to you. Keep safe. Cheers.